0: It's Tuesday It's that time again when I do a 10 minute catch up with somebody in the low carb community, and today I'm talking to Aranda uh, Aranda I've got to know over the last few weeks through Twitter and he's got a connection to the public health collaboration. I'm sure he's going to tell us about that in a moment. so Aranda, welcome to UK low carb.
1: Thanks for having me, Dan. yeah it's a real pleasure.
0: great, great to have you here and I know that when we do your full episode, there's a heck of a story that you've got to share with us about your journey, which is actually incredibly short from last summer. You've had some amazing results. So we'll we'll definitely Absolutely. talk about that in the show. But for today, yeah. um, I was going to start yeah. the 10 minutes and just
1: check, how are you getting on? How's, how's lockdown been for you? Lockdown, like anybody else, it was stressful initially. Um, I put on a bit of weight, again, like a lot of people. Uh, not that I changed what I was eating. I wasn't eating junk. I was still staying true to my kind of LCHF, or low carb, you know, high fat diet, but um, you know, I found because because of the stress, uh, cortisol uh, causes insulin resistance, and that automatically makes people hungrier. Uh, yeah, the, the hunger yeah. hormone ghrelin goes up. So, uh, so I I always make a rule that I always eat until I feel comfortably full. But obviously, I was hungrier, I ate more. Uh, Gained a little bit of weight. Uh, we're not talking anything crazy, just a few pounds. Uh, yeah. But then that stabilized, and then I did a couple of extended fasts, uh, which um, I find very relaxing, actually, and therapeutic because uh, oh, okay. I- I'm Buddhist in terms of my kind of background. Yeah. Uh, and actually, this whole process has taught me more about Buddhism, to be honest. That's interesting. So just before I get to that, because I think that's that's
0: really interesting and very very different to what I've heard so far. Um. Did you find that your sleep was changing at all? Like, were you going to bed a bit later, or getting up later, or? <laughs> absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. I was, I was get, I was going to bed later. It was taking me longer to settle into sleep, and weirdly, I was getting up quite early before the alarm as well. Yes, uh, yeah. So I think, I think that's really common as well. So you're getting so I think tired that common, makes you hungry, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So tell
0: me about this link with Buddhism. I think that's fascinating. What, what how did you think you became? well, I don't know if I could say a better Buddhist, but how did you learn more about the Buddhist philosophy?
1: So I've actually done a 10-day residential meditation course uh, called a a Vipassana meditation. So you go to this retreat uh, in in Hereford and you don't speak for 10 days and you learn how to meditate and you eat once a day uh, in the morning. So effectively, that's intermittent fasting. Yeah. And uh, Buddhists have been doing this for over two and a half thousand years. So the idea is that if you do intermittent fasting for an extended many, many years, you get into ketosis and you the clarity of thought to be able to meditate better. Oh. And obviously, I didn't know any of this at the time. Uh, I only put the pieces together relatively recently once I started doing intermittent fasting for health reasons.
0: So the only thing is, when I was in, um, I worked in Cambodia briefly, and and also I was, I've traveled through Thailand and Laos and uh, Vietnam, and the thing I noticed, the predominant meals that they would eat in those countries, at least, would be very much rice-based. I mean, rice was a Absolutely. huge part of the diet, and it kind of yeah. made me think that if I was fasting after a couple of lamb chops, that's one thing. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I know if you're Buddhist, you might not eat meat at all, but, uh, but yeah. if I was fasting after rice, I'd, I think I'd find that, really difficult you know like yeah. you must be hungry after an hour or two um so that's impressive
1: they do that i mean they must feel it a lot more than you do if you're doing low carb right i think so yeah absolutely because i used to be a big big rice eater as well and actually to be honest bread is my used to be my main thing uh, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah you're right all the carbs make it much harder to fast
0: I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? It's all part of your kind of daily diet quite often in the West, uh, certainly. But also, like we're saying, in many parts of the world as well. And do you mind if I ask, like, culturally, where where was your family from before? Uh, I'm
1: from Sri Lanka. So I was born in Sri Lanka. Uh, We moved here uh, just around the time of the first Iraq war, 1990. So I was about 13. We moved to a little kind of um, town called Carmarthen in Wales lovely yeah
0: okay I know it very well that part of Wales and uh yeah okay excellent and so um did you adopt mostly a western diet then or did you also eat some food from Sri Lanka? Uh,
1: Absolutely absolutely yeah so kind of we obviously we still had the had the curry nights and stuff but we we had the kind of the oven chips the pizza the lasagna pasta all of those kinds of things yeah so yeah we did adopt a very western diet OK, so I just want to check then, what sort of exercise or
0: um, what sort of health regimen did you then start to follow in lockdown? So you said you're doing these fasts. and What were you doing alongside the fasts?
1: So I have a son uh, who happens to be a day younger than yours. Yeah, and, yeah, we uh, found this out. Months. He's 18 months he's old. He's 18 months. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Play day so, um, after
1: lockdown. Exactly. So the rules said that we could go outside once a day so I stuck to those rules so in the morning I used to go around my dog dog Molly I'd go for a long walk right uh which was very cathartic and actually got him got my that's one of the best ways I've found to get my son to have a sleep uh in the mornings uh so I ended up walking uh over 100 kilometers a week wow uh, the first few weeks exactly yeah yeah so I ended up doing these really long walks exploring kind of roads around Harpenden that I've never been to before going to local parks and just kind of um yeah just long walks so besides the intermittent fasting and the kind of low-carb eating uh, I was getting I guess quite a lot of sunshine I was uh, outdoors a lot and uh, kind of with COVID I guess kind of vitamin D's come out as like a really big thing yeah uh, in terms of uh, outcomes Great. So
0: you're having, so it's actually quite therapeutic that isn't it? You're going for a walk in the sunshine, you're with your son. I mean, that's what I found. I was doing a lot more walking, especially at the very beginning where, you know, like yourself, I'm trying to get these two uh, little kids out and about and give them a bit of fresh air and whatnot. Um, yeah. I couldn't do massive journeys because my four and a half year old, of course, was walking and she would start of kicking off, which wasn't so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. she wants to spend most of her time feeding ducks, which we did. Um, but yeah, so I just guess, you know, being outside, getting some fresh air is really important. And I think what's yeah. more important is that you've got it the right way around. You know, it's people who are trying to be healthy quite often. I find will eat whatever they want, but they'll be thinking the exercise is the main focus. And it, yep. I think with this way of eating, we are the other mm-hmm. way around. We think, no, get the diet yep. sorted out first. The mm-hmm. exercise is the last twenty percent to being healthy.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Because Prof. Prof. Tim Noakes has uh, said this in terms of, I think one of his quotes is, "If you rely on exercise to keep your weight down, your diet is wrong."
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Basically. So exercise benefits exercise is fantastic but if you're relying on exercise to keep a stable weight then yeah there's something going wrong
0: okay now one thing that some people have said about lockdown is that at the beginning they were putting a bit of weight on i know you said that as well but yeah were you being fairly consistent do you think in in terms of what you were eating the types of food you're eating did you have any wobbles along the way because i certainly did
1: Yeah, well, I didn't actually. Uh, So I didn't eat any, uh, I stuck to real food. So typically that means kind of nice cuts of beef, uh, pork, uh, sort of uh, good quality bacon, eggs, uh, sort of using dishes with double cream and kind of real kind of uh, good quality butter from grass-fed cows. So when you say that, Uh, it's not hard to do, is it? It's not hard. No, no, I mean, oh, yeah exactly i mean if you're if you're eating like butter and bacon and double cream full fat greek you know berries it's it's not a hardship really uh, yeah you know it's quite a pleasure so it's it? not like i was depriving myself yeah exactly
0: so in that case can and you who doesn't share... like steak cooked in uh, butter it, well exactly who doesn't like steak in yeah. butter and i might just say yeah. there's a company called Saddleworth, I've been trying their butters. They've got flavoured butters and they're all grass fed. And the butter is made from double cream and not from milk like shop bought butter is. So even Kerrygold is made from milk. This is the real original style of butter. And they do flavoured butters. So I gave myself a steak challenge that every day I'd have a different cut of meat with a different butter. I highly recommend it. The red wine and shallot I thought was incredible, Uh, but it was very, very good. So yeah, that's not a hardship to eat, is it, at all? So Mm -hmm. I've shared something that I've made. Oh, yeah, sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, I I discovered a new new brand of uh, dark chocolate uh, because I was eating kind of green and black, so organic, 85% or lint 90%. But I found this Ecuadorian chocolate, uh, 90% in Waitrose. So that was kind of a a lockdown discovery. Really recommend it. Oh, wow.
0: Nice one. Okay. Yeah. So lovely. Yeah. That sounds really good. So I was going to ask you to share actually a recipe, but maybe that is your thing to share, to be fair, because that sounds yeah. gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah. So Waitrose do it. And what's it called again?
1: It's Ecuadorian 90% dark chocolate. It's got hardly any sugar. So very, very low carb. And it's so creamy and tasty. Wow. I'm going to
0: check that out straight away then. Ah, and, and the, the time's up. That is your time, I'm afraid. So thank Brilliant. you so much for that, Aranda. That's amazing. Um, I wish you all the very best for the rest of lockdown. And you. know, later on this year, we'll, we'll have a podcast episode and we can tell your story too. Um, but now and then, yeah, I hope the rest of the lockdown goes well for you. And whenever this ends, I, maybe you can meet up for that play date.
1: Brilliant. Thanks so much, Dan. And thanks for everything that you're doing.